What's up, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Caitlin Kenna, and I do apologize if my voice cracks or sounds a little bit uh, raspy. I don't know, I woke up on Friday morning, went for a run, and then I was on a client call, and I actually started to feel a tickle in the back of my throat, and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then throughout that entire day, it just got worse and worse and worse, and I woke up Saturday with, like, tons of phlegm and head cold, all stuffed up. So now I'm just kind of riding it out. And my voice apparently wants to slowly disappear on me. In fact, I was on our nutrition talk earlier for the Hidden Summit community. So every single week on Tuesday mornings and Wednesday evenings, I run a nutrition talk for our community and educate them and answer questions on a specific topic. And when I was on this call this morning, I was talking through and I was like, ooh, I might lose my voice during this call, and that would suck a lot. But we made it, and that's all that matters. Um, So today, what I wanted to talk about, well, so today, actually, today is day two of the eight-week challenge. All right, last week, if you listened to the episode, it was literally all about why you should take a chance on yourself and join the eight-week challenge. And if you didn't join the eight-week challenge for whatever reason, whether it be you weren't sure if this was the right time or if you weren't sure if it was for you or you bitched out and got afraid because change is scary, it's okay. I want you to know that I'm always here. So whenever you are ready to make the change, whenever you're ready to commit to yourself and commit to a process that's going to allow you to find and create the best version of you, I'm here. Like, I don't just coach people during eight-week challenges. Eight-week challenges, like I said in last week's call, like, last week's call, last week's podcast, these challenges are an excuse to get started. They get people excited. They allow momentum. But you're not going to see all of the results and change your life completely in a span of eight weeks. But what you're going to do is you're going to build habits and behaviors that are going to last you a lifetime And that you can create momentum off and continue the journey for eight weeks, ten weeks, one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, seven years, a decade. And that's kind of where I wanted to go with this a little bit. I want to go off of why people don't make a decision to make a change when they know that it's necessary or when they crave a life that's better than what they currently have, why don't they make a change? Because I've been working with people in the fitness industry for 10 years. Yes, I look like I'm 20, but I'm not. I'm old. I'm 28. I've been working in the fitness industry for a decade. Coaching, training, in person, mostly. And then recently, over the last couple of years, online, because the whole world went online. Um, I was in leadership roles, managing gyms, managing personal trainers, and I worked with a lot of different people. I've worked with thousands of people over this decade. People who want to gain muscle, people who want to lose weight, people who want to just be healthier, people who come from eating disorder backgrounds, people who have come from binge eating backgrounds, people who are addicted to food, people who don't eat enough, people who work as CEOs, people who work as lawyers, people who work as teachers, people who don't have a job, people who go to school. I've worked with so many fucking people and it's taught me so many different lessons. 
Like, and if you work in in a job where every single day you're interacting with different groups of people and people from different walks of life, I want you to take time to literally listen and be present because the amount that I've learned from the people that I've trained over the last decade and the people that I've worked with, it's been incredible because I can see everybody's different perspective, even on the same situations, right? Because fitness and nutrition, it's very, very simple. It's very, very straightforward, but it's not easy. And why can one person execute the plan while another, who might not even have as many responsibility as, responsibilities as the latter person, why can't they execute? Like, why can't they see results? Why can't they be consistent? And this one goes out to all of the people who are trying to be coaches or who are trying to be leaders in whatever role you're in. Or hell, if you're trying to do your own fitness journey, it's good to be aware of this. Like I said, fitness and nutrition is simple. But you have to understand that there is much more that goes into this than just calories in versus calories out. I can get, give anyone the right framework and the right process when it comes to calories, when it comes to resistance training, when it comes to cardio, when it comes to hydration, sleep, based on that individual, based on their stress, based on their lifestyle, based on their goals, based on their history. But none of that matters unless they're in the right mindset to actually do it and do it consistently. And what I mean by that is we're not just dealing with robots. We're not just dealing with like people with no emotions. We're dealing with humans who have habits and behaviors that they've instilled within themselves. And we're dealing with, like I said, emotions. Like, we all know that the Big Mac and the salad, like, we know what the better choice is. The salad isn't always the better choice. You should know that. Sometimes it is, sometimes it ain't. But the reality is, if I gave you a choice between eating a Big Mac with a large fry and eating a grilled chicken breast with some sweet potatoes and some broccoli, you fucking know that the chicken, the sweet potato, and the broccoli is the choice that's going to get you a better body. You're going to be more confident. You're going to be healthier. You're going to feel better. You're going to be have more energy. And McDonald's, the Big Mac and the fries, that's going to lead to you sitting on the toilet and wondering why am I exploding out of my butt? Because at the end of the day, the food that we feed ourselves, we should be a little bit more aware of how it actually impacts us. And I feel like that is one of the biggest reasons why people don't make a change is because they're not actually aware of how different things impact them. Whether that be the physical things, like the food they're eating, or the emotional things, like the stress that they have in their life. What happens is a lot of people just settle. They settle for the routine that they have because they almost find comfort in the pain. Like, yes, they're uncomfortable. Yes, they feel not good in their body. Yes, they're tired a lot. They don't have as much energy as they'd like. They're in pain. They kind of wish that they could be better at their job. Their relationship kind of sucks. Their job kind of sucks. But it doesn't suck enough. And 
I can't remember the name of it, but there's a specific phenomenon where this is exactly what it's talking about is like your situation is kind of bad. Like I said, your relationship is kind of bad. Your job is kind of shitty. You kind of feel uncomfortable in your body, but it's not bad enough where you actually make a change. And these people would actually, and it sounds terrible, but these people would actually benefit from their situation being a whole lot worse because then it would actually push them to make the change that they need to make. And the unfortunate thing and the reality of it is that so many people, so many fucking people on this earth remain in that state of almost limbo where things are kind of, kind of crappy, but not crappy enough, so I'm just going to chill here instead of actually making a change and becoming the best version of myself. And a lot of that just comes down to simply belief. Like, I've worked with a fuck ton of people. I don't think I've ever met one person who actually believes in themselves from the beginning. And it makes sense. Like, if you're not doing the work, you have no right to believe in yourself. Like, if I... If somebody asked me, like, oh, do you believe that you could be a professional football player well absolutely not I don't have any belief that I could do that because I don't fucking practice football like I suck I have no right to say that I should believe in myself because I don't do the work to prove it now on the flip side do I believe that I could be a fucking great coach and do I believe that I could be a great CrossFit athlete absolutely absolutely and the reason being is because I show up every single day and I do the work to prove to myself that I can do it. That's one of my biggest pet peeves in the fitness industry. And now we're going to go off on a little rant. So I've spoken about one of the things that I hate in the fitness industry before. And that is misinformation, fear mongering, people just like spewing out terrible facts that don't even make any sense just to kind of get attention, right? And to cause fear in people and to confuse innocent people and to manipulate people into buying their product. And that's shitty, but here's what's even more shitty. And I've seen it so many times because, like I said, I've worked in a lot of gyms and I've managed a lot of trainers, but I also see it on social media all the time too. Like if you're telling your clients to do difficult things and track their macros, track their nutrition, be consistent with that, go and do workouts that are a little challenging and get the movement in and drink the water. If you're telling them to do that shit, you better be doing it for yourself. Like, we all have different goals, right? So, like, maybe your goal isn't to lose weight, but I'm sure your goal is to be healthy, gain muscle. As a coach or a trainer, you need to fucking be that example. Like, you need to be the example. You can't ask your clients to do difficult things and then not show up for yourself. I used to see this all the time working in gyms. And it disgusted me. I would see trainers... You know, they train their client and then they'd leave, go pick up McDonald's from across the street, bring it back in, go to the break room and eat it. Like, would you, if you saw your client doing that, what would you say? You'd be a hypocrite and you'd tell them not to eat that crap, but you're doing it. And they see that shit. Like on social media, because we're in that day and age now. My promise and my commitment, no matter what, no matter what, it's the least I can do, is to show up and be the example for the people who watch my journey and for the people who I coach and work with directly. 
Because if they go on my social media and they see that I'm bullshitting and I'm not doing the work, they're not going to do the work either. Like, if you're not doing it, why are you asking me to do it? So every single day, when I don't feel like fucking doing it, yes, I remember why I'm doing it because of the specific goals that I have for myself. Like I've said before on this podcast, I want to compete at a high level in CrossFit, and that's going to require me to get very uncomfortable during my training sessions. That's going to require me to be very dialed in with my nutrition and make sure that I'm fueling my body every day, even on the days where I don't want to. And my clients see that because I share that and I share that intentionally so that they can be inspired by it and say, oh, well, she's doing the work. I'm going to do it too. That's the message I want to get off across to people is that like, I'm here, I'm dying in my garage and I'm pushing my body because I know that I can get point zero 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 one percent better from this. Maybe. I get fucking really uncomfortable just to get a little bit better. There are so many things that I've invested in and sacrificed in order to make myself better through personal development, through my fitness, through my health, through my career. And in the back of my head, every single time I make a decision to be better, I'm thinking about the people who watch me, my clients, and my future family, right? Because, like, if you're a parent, you know. Your kids are always watching. They're always watching. Even when you don't think they're watching, they're watching. Like, today I was on a run, and I ran by somebody's house, and I saw... Um, a little toddler playing around in the the driveway with like a ball and the father was sitting on his phone, staring at his phone on his, sitting on his butt. And the kid came over and was like pulling his arm and he was just staring at his fucking phone. Now, I don't know the context behind it, but it looked pretty sad to me. But then I have conversations with one of my clients specifically who she has a garage gym and she was telling me the other day, like, You know, I was trying to get my workout in and I got it done, but it was a little crazy because all the kids were getting their workout in because they see her working. So they say, you know what? I need to get my workout in too. I need to work out like mom. And that's something powerful that you can do as a parent. It's not just show up for yourself, but when you show up for yourself, you show up for your children because they're always watching and the habits and behaviors that they have, they didn't get from nowhere. They learned it from you. So a lot of the generation growing up, unfortunately, they're watching their parents sit on their ass. They're watching their parents be addicted to their phone and not actually have conversations with each other. They're watching their parents not do the work, not work out, make an excuse. So you have the choice, and I'm not a parent, but I I see it, right? You have a choice to do the work to inspire people around you. And if you're not a parent, you can do that with your own family, like your spouse, your significant other, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. The amount of people who have coached and then they turn around six months, a year into it and they say, well, hell, my mom's been eating healthier now. My dad's been eating healthier. Like my boyfriend asked me for help. Like he sees what I'm doing and now he wants to do it too. And that's kind of like with me and Stone, like when we first got together, yeah, Stone worked out. He worked out a lot. 
He worked out like a psychopath like me. But his nutrition was terrible. <laughs> and then he started spending more time with me and he saw like how I managed my nutrition, how I tracked my macros and how I fed myself the right whole nutrient-dense foods and plenty of protein, which he had no problem with protein, but, you know, he was eating a lot of shit and he started to learn and then he got interested in tracking his macros and then he dedicated himself to one of our eight-week challenges and he fucking got shredded, like shredded. And now he's home for a little bit between countries and he says you know by mid-June I'm gonna be back to shredded because he has that motivation that drive right now and he knows that it's not gonna be easy but he also knows that I'm not going to let him fail because that's my obligation not just as like a coach or somebody who cares but as a wife is to hold him to the line and the biggest disservice you could give to the people that you love or the people in your life is to tell them that they're doing a good job when they're not. Or to tell them, oh, it's okay when they're making an excuse. That's the biggest disservice you could do to anyone. Because when you do that, you hold them back. You hold them back. Because they think that they're doing okay. When in all reality, they ain't doing shit and their excuses are bullshit. And you need to tell them that straight. I tell it to my clients all the time. Tough love is still love. The truth hurts, but the truth delivers results every fucking time. And that's my commitment. My commitment to myself and to my people is to always show up, is to always be the example, is to always do the work. Not just for myself, but also to be an inspiration to the people around me and to inspire even just one person to do something that's going to take them closer to where they want to be, get outside their comfort zone, and stop making excuses and live a better life. That's what it's all about. It's about creating impact. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I coach people. That's why I love what I do every single day. And every day I wake up, and some days I don't even know what I've done to deserve the life that I have. Because I get to fucking help people for a living. I get to change their lives. And when they send me a message... Or when they send me a video or when they send me, you know, their transformation photos and I see the impact. That's when I know all of the hard work that I do every single day pays off. And they're out there. They're doing the work. They're fucking doing the work. So if you really want to make a change in your life, you got to do the work. There's no way around it. And like I said, if you need help, I'm always here. I put the link in the show notes all the time. For you to work with me one-on-one in the first form app, it's $12.99 a month. That's how you can start. You're worth fucking $12. And if you don't think you're worth $12, then that's a problem. So, guys, take this message. Listen to it a couple times. Figure out what you want in your life. Figure out what you do and what you don't want. Figure out what you are willing to invest or what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not. And be honest with yourself. And ask yourself if what you truly want or what you say you want is reality. Like, do you actually want it or are you just talking shit or are you going to do shit about it? But guys, go out today and do one thing that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be.